Hey, what's up, everyone? This is episode 013, Ferris Wheel. Let's keep spinning. One, two, three, round. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking Podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Welcome to the second Ferris Wheel episode on the Design Your Thinking Podcast, and this is me, Karthik. Technically, this is the second part of the first Ferris Wheel episode, episode 012, where we started to talk to Lawrence McCahill, the co-founder of the Happy Startup School. In episode 012, I introduced you to the new Ferris wheel format and we heard Lawrence start to talk about a lot of interesting things. He explained why he believes in happiness as a business model. He discusses what he learned from working with so many products and startups in his 15 years of running a digital agency and we went on to spin the Ferris wheel. Lawrence, in fact, talked about who he thinks are the most unorthodox people in the product space and people like Des Trainer and uh, Ash Moria. He finally spoke about what makes him different from other entrepreneurs and makers. In this episode, let's jump right back into the point where we concluded episode 012 and deconstruct his mindset. Before I went on to introduce today's guest, I'd like to give some love to today's sponsor, ConvertKit. I wrote an ebook back in the February of 2016 and switched to ConvertKit from another email provider. Having hosted my ebook in Gumroad, I found ConvertKit's integration with Gumroad, the autoresponders and sequences, automation triggers as so very helpful in segmenting my audience and also growing an audience from literally zero to over a thousand in less than four months. ConvertKit's integration with Zapier and the extended integration with tools like UserWise, Trello, Asana and many other product and project management and customer feedback apps makes it the best email tool for product managers and makers. Go to designyourthinking.com slash ConvertKit to sign up and get the first month free for being a Design Your Thinking podcast listener. Start to engage with your users and customers like never before. Again, it's designyourthinking.com slash C-O-N-V-E-R-T-K-I-T. Our guest today believes you can create successful products and businesses by focusing on happiness. Yeah, you helped me right. Happiness as a broad beacon metric, so to speak. Sounds interesting to me. I mean, it sounded very interesting to me. He is a recovering digital agency founder, co-founded the Happy Startup School as a backlash against the prevailing startup culture of high growth and fast exits. In less than three years, this has grown into a 100,000 strong grassroots movement, having built their reputation on a series of game-changing events and programs. All right, let's now jump right back into the conversation, shall we? that you know this is one thing i really like doing decoding and encoding habits 
I'm a firm believer of the fact that you can get a lot of mileage from observing and doing exactly what successful people do. You know, this yeah. is one of the reasons why uh, Tim Ferriss caught my attention with his experiments, uh, this whole experimental approach that he took to deconstructing success. All right, let's now talk about success encoding when it comes to you, Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You have trained and coached a lot of people through the Happy Startup School program, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe it's been more than about 500 people so far. Yeah. How successful have they been in being able to replicate the results? Um, so it's an interesting question. I think partly because um, it implies almost that there's a, a silver bullet and it almost implies that there's a measure of success that other people can um, can sort of follow. And that's one thing, well, one key learning that we've had over the last few years is success is different for everyone. And I think most startup programs tend to have one measure of success for everyone. And, you know, it's taking you from A to B in terms of revenue, taking you from A to B in terms of product, um, taking you from A to B in terms of investment, you know, stage. Um, now, that's great if you just look at the business as, a, you know, something on a piece of paper. But if you're looking at it as a collection of people who have, you know, needs and desires and and, uh, and strengths, then it's it often doesn't work. So when we look at the success of the work we do and we kind of, struggle with this at the beginning was like okay what are the successful startups that come out of our community at the beginning and there was there wasn't that many coming out um but we were feeling real impact because the people we were talking to were saying look this has really changed my life you know i'm coming out of you know maybe a period of being unhappy at work and now i'm doing something i really care about or maybe i'm much more in tune to what i can bring to the world and you know my skills and strengths and values so that i can you know, not just help me, but help other people on their on their businesses or projects too. So, um, so yeah, the one thing we've learned is that actually success is different for everyone. So it's being really clear about that. So when we um, uh, in the first few lessons of our homeschool, we really get people to take a step forward and thinking, okay, three to five years from now, where do I want to be? What does my life look like? You know, where am I? Who am I with? You know, what's the impact I've made? Not thinking about you know, has the business grown in revenue or you know, have I got my Series A funding? And that makes people think really about, you know, their their life more than just the business. And so I suppose our measure of success now is actually, you know, have we got people to where they want to get to? Sometimes that often means they don't start a business. So we've had people come through our programs and on our, um, some of our events where they came to it thinking, I want to start a startup or take my idea forward. But actually they found their best place to support someone else maybe on that on that mission you know, maybe there is more of a supporter and someone to work behind the scenes to make it happen. You know, an operations guy, a finance guy, or a, you know, a, 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 I don't know, a developer or something. So that's been really interesting: is understanding this network we're creating, and actually, it's not just about you. It could be about you supporting other people. Um, and then we've had everything from you know ideas which have turned into you know successful social enterprises, um, tech startups. You know, we've got a tech startup in our community. Who, um, helping to improve literacy among school kids, you know, really purpose-driven, to a bus company who are running or attempting to run their whole fleet on on uh, solar panels. And, nice. you know, the, sm- the small end of the scale, we've got, you know, someone in our space who started a subscription service for independent craft beer. Um, breweries is trying to, you know, help them become more well-known. So it's a real mix of, of businesses, all at different stages, and... For us, we just go back to the people. You know, has it 
really had an impact on the people that we're designing it for. And this is the founders, you know, and those are the people we believe if they can really understand what they can bring to the world, then they're going to create impact because they're in tune to their own needs and, and happiness really. And then through that become much more, much more sort of valuable to the world. Nice. So, um, I like the fact that you're you're focusing on not just creating entrepreneurs, but then better human human beings in today. So, yeah, it so, makes it sound like we've got a factory of um, you know Frankenstein <laughs> factories. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, talking about that, uh, you know, talking about startups itself, um, let's let's just talk about startups for a moment. Uh, what do you think? I mean, you've now uh, you've probably been doing startups for the for the best part of your life, fifteen years, and uh, now this. Uh, startup school. So, what are the biggest mistakes you you see product startups make? What have they been, and what uh, what do you see them doing currently too? If yeah. you had to say what what these startups do that is a real waste of time, what mm. would they be? Well, I mean, there's so many. Um, I think one thing that comes to mind again and again and again, or I see a lot, is you know. Lots of people have read the Lean Startup or running Lean Ash Moyer's book or heard about the Lean Startup methodology or read about MVPs, but very few people actually practice practice it. You know, so many people still think that you need to build a product to test it. Um, so I was chatting to someone today or yesterday, I can't remember, um, about this exact thing. Of, and their first question is, where can I get a good developer in the UK? Okay, why do you need a good developer? Because I want to, build, I want to build the first version of my product. Why do you want to build the first version of my product? Because I want to get it out there and you know, and uh, get it out into the world. Okay, what are you trying to do with the product? And they start to dig deeper. What they really want to do is be able to validate their ideas and know that this is worth me spending the next six six months to ten years of my life on. And that's the that's the thing for me is, although people say, yeah, yeah, I've read the Lean Startup and I've read about Eric Ruiz's work. Yeah, yeah, no, start small, you know, iterate they still find it really difficult to actually do it and to start small and scrappy and to do the hard stuff. And so, you know, we had a guy called Jeremiah Gardner speaking at our um, school last week. Um, he wrote the lean brand, great book. And he said the most valuable money you can spend as a startup is two, three dollars on a cup of coffee with your customer. You know, just go out and talk to, you know, at least one, but ideally closer to a hundred people in your target market to find out is this thing, worth building and he also said which i thought was great um great entrepreneurs don't try and be proven right they try to be proven wrong because they don't want to spend all of that time wasted on the wrong thing you know ash maria's line of don't you know waste your life on something nobody wants and i think that's for me so true and even though you know people read about it you know i wrote a post called 10 things 10 ways you'll you'll mess up your startup um and it was it got a lot of traction I've shown that to clients in the past when we run the agency and they go, yeah, yeah, great. And then they'd still ignore it <laughs> because they always think they'll be different. And so uh, yeah, I think that's where the mentoring and coaching comes in is to get people back on the right track. Say, look, there's always a simpler way to test out your idea than to build or code a, um, a first version of it. You know, there's paper prototypes, there's interviews, there's, you know, all sorts of creative ways that you can test your assumptions. And uh, I think people start, feel, find that really hard. Either they're, a little bit scared of hearing the the stuff that's um, gonna sort of knock them off their perch a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I think uh, a guy called Rob Fitzpatrick says bad news gets worse the longer you longer you leave it. Yeah. Or, or Mike Tyson's um, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face, <laughs> <laughs> which is even better. 
Um, which is true, you know, and we all have it. And, you know, I'm guilty too. I'm, I'm kind of saying this in terms of what I see, but also we're all a little bit stubborn, a little bit, um, you know, um, I wouldn't say deluded, but deluded about our ideas sometimes. And uh, I think it can be really difficult to think of an easy way of, of starting than building the actual thing itself. So, yeah, th- I think that's the biggest thing I see. And then linked to that is, I suppose, the why. You know, we talked about this with the, the Happy Style Canvas. You know, our why is actually to to get more people tuning into their why. And so if we can get more people thinking about why they're doing it, maybe that idea that you've got isn't the right one because you really don't care about it and you're not going to go through those tough times when it gets really difficult and you're trying to get, you know, customers and you're trying to, you know, work all hours to get it going. So I think what we try and do is get people to filter out those ideas before they even build anything to say, okay, if you have five ideas, you know, which one would you do if money wasn't an object and, and thinking in those terms, which then often can make them take a step back and scrap the idea entirely and maybe do something entirely different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and do you also, do you also see, I mean, I, I've had this um, feeling that most often we, um, when I say we, all of us, uh, we end up doing, you know, the, the behavior that you talked about, you know, where can I find a developer? Because we think it's easier to throw money and get somebody to do something than doing the hard thing, which is going and talking to people. Yeah, I think it's so difficult. And I think that's, it's uncomfortable, right? And I think that's why things yeah. like, um, yeah. if you ever get a chance to go to like a startup weekend or a lean starter machine, don't that made it to India, but, um, you know, a place where people will literally force you to leave the building and get out and talk to customers, you know, otherwise you won't do it. You'll have it on your to-do list, you know, have a coffee with a customer and you'll always find something more uh, easy to do, you know, which involves you just sitting at your laptop, you know, send out an email or send out a survey or do anything like that. So, um, yeah, I think also linked link to that is the idea of people. Um, so one of the tips that I say to people is, you know, you've got two ears and one mouth. Listen, stop talking. And that can be really tough for people too. Is They're so used to pitching their idea to people, they really find it hard to just shut up and listen. And I think if you're going to do any customer interviews and try and get any idea of the um, opportunity of, of creating something in the world, and really having true empathy for your customers, then you have mm-hmm. to just, you know, create that space where you can just hear their problems and hear them from them and not trying to just shoehorn your, your solution into their, into their world. Because, you know, you can talk a good game and sell a good product, but ultimately if they don't, if they don't find a need for it and they can't find space for it in their day, then it's not going to get any traction. So I think that's why it's really important to, to just tune into that and, and try and, if possible, you know, be quiet. <laughs> very true so yeah it, it, you know uh, Mahatma Gandhi said you, God has given you two ears and one mouth so listen more and talk less exactly <laughs> alright let's uh, move on you've talked about some books so far you, did, you didn't mention about mm-hmm. winning without losing the seven day weekend yeah I, I forget, yeah. I forget that if, yeah seven day weekend right so um, what are your favorite books and resources uh, on, you know, product making and running startups? Um, if if I had to really ask this, you know, if I had to teach myself to start doing business using, you know, using happiness as a business model, what mm-hmm. do you suggest I do? Um, well, I'd say that book's not been written yet and watch the space. <laughs> um in terms of like, so I'll go back a little bit, books that we, we always um, point people to, I think Running Lean by Ash Mori, I think it's a great book. I think it's actually much more of a practical handbook than than, um, than the Lean Startup. Um, so that's one thing. Um, 
the value proposition book by um, Alex Osnavada. I think it's got some great tools in there for um, for helping people to really understand the value they're creating and ultimately the product that they can design. Um, although it's you know it's a bit like the business model canvas book. There's a lot of stuff in there, so it can get a bit overwhelming for people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a great book by a guy called Marty Kagan. Have you heard of him? Um, inspired. Inspired. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a bit older now, but yeah, he's he just talks a lot of sense and so brings the elements of design thinking and uh, and right. sort of lean startup before it was called lean startup, I think, to be honest. Right. Um, so yeah, just really uh, sensible advice, which I think is timeless in that respect. Um, like I said, Basecamp's, um, so the 37 Signals yeah. books, I think are great. Um, you can't go far wrong with those and, and I think there's a lot of good takeaways, which again, sort of 10 years on from one of their books is still relevant today. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the, the sort of happiness as a business model, so in terms of like something that's close to our ethos, in terms of how we approach starting a business, um, there's a couple of books that come to mind. So one is a book called Do Purpose by mm-hmm. a guy called David Hyatt. Um, so he started a company called Do Lectures in the UK, which is a an event and a series of books around um, everything from storytelling to creating a brand. And so Do Purpose is really a book about how to create a purposeful brand, but you could apply that to product development really because I think, like I said, right. if you're trying to differentiate yourself, then you know what, what better way to do it than to be uniquely you and to have a story that no one else does. So that's one. And the other one which inspired us to create this happy startup school was um, um, Tony Shea's book which is called, it's gone off the top of my memory now, Delivering Happiness. So Delivering Happiness was written by Tony Shea um, not long after he took over Zappos to explain their their culture, basically, the company culture and how they built a billion-dollar business based on these principles. And that gave us fuel to start Abbey Startups. We had the idea, and then we read that book and thought, wow, you know, Lean Startup, we found inspiring, you know, how to move fast and, and, and break things. And then reading this book about creating a strong company with a really strong culture that put people at the heart of it. And you can do that whilst building an amazing, highly profitable business. And that, that was validation for us that, okay, we believe in this as an approach and it's not just for startups, it's for people who actually can create some, some, you know, real impact too. So yeah, that would, that would be the one that's a bit, I would say outdated now, but it was probably written about six, seven years ago. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we've got a book in the pipeline. Like I said, we've, We've been writing quite a lot over these last three or four years. We just haven't had a chance to, to sort of condense it into a, I suppose, a series of uh, of chapters, which would which would ultimately be a book. But yeah, I think the key thing for us is our approach is really about at the beginning focusing on what what's meaningful to you, so really focus on the purpose, and then the second part is really focused on the mechanics and how you can test out your ideas and do it in a way that means you are not going to waste your time, like you said. Nice. So. If people had to teach themselves to start a business using happiness as a business model, mm-hmm. what do you suggest they do, and where do they start? So our home school is yeah. So you, uh, I would say, so we've got two sort of two courses out there. One's the Happy Startup Canvas course, it's a ten day e course. So that really takes you through the the elements of the the canvas in a step by step process. So it's very um, very simple process to go from idea to, to, to clarity, really. I think it's the key thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the homeschool we offer is a four-week program, which dives a bit deeper. So it goes, so it takes a, bit, a step back and actually gets you to tap into, you know, your motivations and your, your dreams, really, about what you want to create with this. And that will always be our, our, our first advice is, you know, 
it's great to have ideas, but just take a step back before you step forward uh, or hurry up and slow down, as we also say, because I think too many people are in too, too much of a hurry. So rather than just thinking about this one idea you've got, you know, if that doesn't work, what do you do next? And that's what we find is if people are sort of opportunity driven, they tend to lose heart quite quickly if their ideas don't work. If people are more mission driven, then they really stick out, stick it out and actually find, like us, we started out with a vision for the Happy Startup School, but we had no idea how this could turn into a business. But we were driven by the mission we were on and the, the, the kind of purpose of what we were trying to do. And we see that with a lot of people. You know, with a guy at our space today, he um, was funded uh, through Kickstarter to create this, uh, this journal. It was a journal for guys to, to write more. Mm-hmm. But actually, his mission is about reducing depression and uh, suicide rates, which is incredibly high in a lot of countries. So, right. you know, the product he offers is an amazing designs, um, moleskin journal. But the products he can create within that mission are huge. He can create an online, you know, um, community. He can create an app. He can create an ebook. There's all sorts of products he can create that can deliver on that mission, but also allow him to take this framework he's got and then, you know, bring that out to the world. So that's what we try and get people to think about is the reason to think about the product and the purpose separately is not only is, is it the right thing to do because you can, you know, build a strong brand and company culture, you can also open up all sorts of product opportunities that you hadn't considered because you're so focused on that one thing you want to create. If you take a step back and look at the big picture, you know, there's a, there's a whole world of ideas that you have, maybe haven't explored yet. So, so yeah, that would be our advice. Just take a step back before you go forward. And then from there, you know, we would take you on a, a sort of bit of a journey. And the key thing, which was what we do is connect you with other people at that stage who also are like-minded in their outlook. And that's obviously the number one strength of what we're doing is this community we're building of like-minded people who aren't in it for the money and then therefore are much more supportive and helpful to each other and can then add the skills and the resources and the input that you need that you probably don't have at the moment. So yeah, that's, that's the value of working with other people who share the same values. I think it's, um, you can't do it on your own. Starting a business is really tough as you, I'm sure you know. And if you can do it with other people who you like being around, then it's going to be a fun ride as well. So yeah, that's, oh yeah, that's what, <laughs> yeah, having a shoulder to cry on and uh, yeah, you know, exactly. someone to celebrate with is a uh, is is always the best way to go about building in, in loneliness can kill. Yeah, group therapy is is a great thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. All right, let's move on to the last part. Last question. Uh, uh, thanks to Tim Ferriss. This one is a hard one. I, at least I feel so. So, if you had to coach me for four weeks to get to get to build and launch a business, a product business, and you had a million dollars in line, what would the coaching look like, Lawrence? <laughs> well, it's not too dissimilar to what I just said, really. I think um, asking the difficult questions is is what I would do. So. Um, the way I try to think, and this is a thing that I try to do, not just with the people we work with, is like whenever you want to make a decision, just never thinking about the money. What would you do if money was no object? And I, I always try to do that with the decisions we make as a business. You know, it's really tempting when you see money on the table, um, but often you just got to think, is this right for me? So, you know, thanks for the offer of a million dollars on the table, but I try and make a decision without that kind of weight on my shoulders. <laughs> um, um, so, in terms of the product business, again, it's we base our approach on the four P's we call it. So it's, um, purpose, passion, people, profits. So if I had four weeks with you, I would spend one week on each of those things. I would start with passion 
you know why why is it you're doing this what what is it about this idea that you really care about um then the purpose so the purpose looking not just at your personal purpose but also the purpose of the product why does this exist other than the money so we'd spend some time going through that and breaking that down into more detail and that would open up i think opportunities to tell your story and how we could then you know relay that to the outside world um the people aspect so we'd focus on who's this for um how can you create an impact with those people really get to know them and show empathy for them and create something that's going to make their life better mm-hmm. and then obviously profits is an integral part of this we're not just focused on on happiness we need to make money too so how can we turn this into a viable business what are the business models we can explore to turn all of this great stuff that we created into something that's actually going to be sustainable and profitable and uh, and from there you know give us the fuel then to, to create the impact we want to create so so yeah that would be my approach really kind of going through that process and like I said, just being really annoying and challenging you because uh, we found that when we were running the agency, you know, we were the ones challenging people and asking those difficult questions, whereas other agencies would just take the brief and build it. And I think people respected us for that because they knew that, you know, we were doing it because we believed in um, creating real value and not just taking taking the money and running, you know, not just being yes men. And I think sometimes that, that can be a danger if you're surrounded by people who, try and say nice things all the time doesn't actually help you before because you need to be the challenge. So yeah, trying to assume this thing isn't going to work and then through that process, hopefully get to the point of actually finding out it can do. Excellent. Uh, in, in fact, I mean, just a shout out to my listeners here because this is one thing that I've really found unique with, uh, with somebody talking because one thing I realized from my, from so many years <laughs> is always so many, there are approaches like design thinking and so many other things which t- talks about empathy and starts from there on. But the key ingredient to this entire thing, at least from, from your pers- perspective is this whole thing called passion. So yeah. if you, if you're missing if you're, miss, if you're missing that step, if you can't identify what you get passionate about, mm-hmm. though there are theories about um, you know, you know, passion and doing business, uh, there are different both sides of the theories. But I believe that if you understand that very well, everything else follows. And Lawrence, yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. And one thing on that, actually, is, is an interesting thing that comes up a lot in our course is um, when we think about passion, not thinking about just following your passion, you, know, you hear that line a lot from a lot of kind of programs and online um, courses and stuff. We really get people to think about what gets them passionate, you know, what are the things that they really get uh, energy from. And that can be, you know, passion about the problem you're solving. And it can actually be something that gets you really, you know, frustrated or angry or, you know, riled up because that's the thing, that's the fuel that's going to give you the, the energy to, to push this thing forward. So I think it's just being careful when we talk about, yeah, Absolutely. do something you're passionate about that it's not just your passion but actually something that, that um, fuels you up to, to get up in the morning or stay up late at night whatever you need to do to get this thing out there right right I mean totally agree which is the reason I said there are two the camps on both sides of passion so yeah exactly yeah so uh, great uh, this has been a great chat uh, Lawrence um, <clears throat> so did you have something for my listeners before we wrapped up the show we are in the last leg of the show here so any any takeaways <laughs> um yeah i think uh our advice is always you know start before you're ready so don't ever think that you need everything in place before you start something you know we see that a lot of people that they they always put in these blocks of um you know things they need there's always a step 
there's always a first step without without money you can you can do all sorts of things so you definitely start before you're ready all the greatest entrepreneurs i've seen have done that and then they work it out along the way you know they put their vision out there and they they kind of uh i think someone i know described it as a lighthouse you know switch your light on and then you know watch the people rally around your vision um so that's one thing i would say is get started before you're ready um be clear about the help you need so don't be thinking that you need to know it all because i think that's always a danger of people is they they feel that because they're an entrepreneur they need to be the boss and be the one who knows it all showing vulnerability and actually opening up and admitting you you need help is a really strong strength i think that you can um do that because then the help comes for you so definitely showing that vision and, and asking for help is is a key thing and then the other thing i think is surrounding yourself with with people who share the same outlet that you do um we spent an awful long time in our business before we start the school in the wrong business circles going to the wrong events networking with the wrong people hiring the wrong people working with the wrong clients and uh that's one thing we've learned is actually you know if you can connect with people you really like that you want to work with that you want to stick around then the whole thing becomes a lot more fun so yeah understanding is going to take an awful lot of hard work to do something you really care about but trying to make it as fun as possible so you stick it out and uh, as soon as it becomes a struggle then your life becomes a struggle and all sorts of downsides happen outside of work too so i think that's one thing if you can make it fun and that's one of our values at the happy startup school is everything we don't try to do to try and make it fun so that it's something that people want to be part of and it gives us energy too so yeah that, that would be my sort of three tips beautiful uh where can people find you once they finish listening to the show so if you head to thehappystartupschool.com, uh, we've got uh, tons of free content we put out there from videos from our events like our summer camp to um, blog posts that we've written over the years. So go there, check it out. Um, you can find us at, uh, at Happy Startups on Twitter and the same on Instagram. But uh, yeah, if you've got anything you want to say, just email us at hello at happystartups.co. We'd be more than happy to hear from you. We're actually heading over to India in um, February 2017, so we're running a, a retreat out there. So, yeah, I would love to connect with anyone who wants to hook up with us. And, uh, yeah, love to hear what's what's going on over there. We were there earlier this year, and we got some great great uh, vibes from, from Chennai where we were based. But, yeah, love to connect with more people when we come back. All right. Thank you. Uh, I think it's been a lot of fun, Lawrence. Uh, I'll have the show, uh, links in the show notes. There are a lot of books, Running Lean, Value Proposition books, so many. I'm going to have them, the links to um, the Happy Startup uh, and, and the Twitter handle in the show notes. Thanks, Lawrence. Uh, wish you good luck. And uh, yeah, you, you're doing a fantastic job with the Happy Startup School. Um, wish you all success. Thanks very much, Karthik. All right. That was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed being a part of this conversation with Lawrence. Lawrence spoke about a lot of different things and he talked about a lot of books too, you know, that have had an impact on his thinking and outlook. I really like the way he quoted Jeremiah Gardner saying that the most valuable money you spend on your startup or your product is the two to three bucks you spend on a cup of coffee with a customer. I just can't agree more. I, for one, had this challenge talking to customers mostly because of my introvert nature. I I used to shy away from talking to people so much. But the day I started to have those conversations, especially the informal ones over coffee, which I love, I started to learn so much about my products and my users. Getting back to this interview, after you know finishing the recording, I listened to this conversation a couple of times and again and then again. And I found so many hidden gems right in. 
is the same case with every conversation that I've had so far with every guest, but Lawrence quoted some excellent points from books and experts that were so relevant. So no matter what you are, a product manager, a designer, or an entrepreneur, the next time you have to work on your product and have to make some tough decisions, do yourself a favor. Ask yourself, which option would I pick if money was never the purpose? That's all I have for today. And if you have the time, go ahead and give this episode and the previous one a re-listen. You, I'm sure, will find a lot more hidden gems. You can find the show notes at designyourthinking.com slash episode 013. And if you like listening to this episode, please let us know by heading over to iTunes, subscribing to the podcast and leaving us a rating and review. No, I really mean it. It just takes 2.5 minutes to be precise of your precious time and that will help me keep making more and better episodes for you. Again, I hope you enjoyed riding the Ferris wheel with me and Lawrence in this episode in the last one and I hope you found useful insights that you can learn and put to action. That's all folks. Let's make, learn and change the world every single day. Until I see you in the next episode, stay tuned, stay inspired, love you all. And before I close the show, I have something for you. I just launched a contest and I'm giving away five t-shirts and one Alexa-powered Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. Yes, you heard me right. All you need to do to win one of them is these three things. Subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening to this podcast right now on your iTunes app, I mean, if it's your iPhone or iPad or Mac, go to the iTunes app, subscribe to the podcast. And number two, leave me a rating and review in the app. Go give me your best review because I'm going to pick the best review every Friday to give out a t-shirt. And finally, go and subscribe to my newsletter. Go to www.designyourthinking.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom and click the button and give your email address and subscribe to my uh, newsletter. You'll get a welcome email from me. Hit reply. Let me know that you've done all the three steps. And that's it. You stand a chance to win one t-shirt every Friday. And on Thanksgiving, I am going to pick, I'm going to go through the list one more time and pick one of you to give away this special Alexa-powered Amazon Echo. I really hope to see you around and I want to really, really give this t-shirt to each one of you. See you around. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.